Welcome to our podcast for generations and family business, past, present, and future. Our hosts for this podcast are myself, Tim Schuster, and I'm a senior manager in the Center for Family Business Excellence. And always with us today is... Hey, Tim, how are you? It's <laughs> Matt Kersner. I'm a director in the Center for Family Business Excellence. Matt, let me tell you right now, it's good to see you, my friend. Hey, Tim, it's always a pleasure to be with you doing <laughs> podcasts. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. So this is a great series that we're talking about. You know, we're taking our listeners through a, how we would actually set up succession planning. And just to remind our listeners, last podcast, we actually recorded the six steps. So, Matt, would you mind just kind of briefly reiterating again what the six steps are in the process? Excellent. Excellent, Mm -hmm. Tim. So there are six steps, and and the first step, and that's what we're going to dive in today, is the transition exit strategy. And the second step is governance. How do you develop some governance? And then we get into growth and valuation enhancement, right? Mm -hmm. You want to grow the business, right? That's the idea. You want to create the sustainability. And then we do execution and accountability. How are you holding your family and yourself accountable through Mm -hmm. this process? And then it's really developing your bench strength, leadership development. And then it's the actual transaction, the succession, right? We got there. It's the process, right? We (laughs) did it. We passed that we pass that line, right? The exit line. Yeah. So today we're going to get into transition exit strategy. I say let's let's just dive right into it. So right. this is like the first step in the process. I always feel like this is super important. I think a lot of instances, businesses don't take the time to think about this. I mean, really, you should have some form of an exit strategy. So let's talk about that. Let's yeah. get let's delve into the first one. So, you know, it's interesting you said exit strategy because it is transition exit strategy. But just transition planning or succession planning doesn't necessarily mean exiting the business. That's right. Right. Could exactly. be changing your role. It could yep. go from CEO to chairman. Yep. Could go from just being a board member. Right. So yep. there's it's I don't want people to feel succession planning means you're out of the business. Right. right. When you're an owner or you're the CEO, you do have some, you know, what do you want to do when you get to the next phase? Yep. Right. So it's the, it's really the the big piece. So Really, the, the, the first part of the transition planning is you got to define your emotional and financial readiness to lead the business, right? Or I should say, leave the role that you're currently in. Mm-hmm. And the key thing here is to understand your options, right? For exiting the business, what is it worth, right? Does anybody really want do they want it, right? They, you know, do they want to exit? They need to understand. Correct. It, and it's right? interesting that you talk about that, Matt, because I, I, I get this a lot with my clients. It's a matter of thinking of mortality, right? Mm. I mean, that's kind of what people relate that to. They're like, oh my gosh, it's the end of the row. But it's kind of getting out of that mindset because it's not, you know, it's really is a settle of, well, wait a second, hold on. I'm the CEO, but I can actually just be on the board and still be not day to day, but just really for high level purposes, be involved. Yeah, you know? more strategy. Right. You know, it's amazing you use the word mortality, and that is the biggest hurdle for CEOs to really, or owners of family businesses to really grapple with, mm-hmm. because, you know, the sands of time keep going. Yep. And when people think about the next phase of their lives, it's very difficult for them. So putting together this transition plan, you know, when I work with owners and CEOs and we talk succession, I use, let's say, for example, I'm just making this date up. Yep. December 31st is your last day. Mm-hmm. You know, when I first start my coaching or dialogue, I'm like, what does January 1 look like for you? Mm -hmm. And we really start this process early to help build that next phase of life. And if they do it properly, it's an easy transition. If not, 
there's some grieving that goes on. Uh, which would be something you want to try to avoid. So it's interesting, Matt. Have you had an instance where you actually spoke to an owner where they were like, I don't even know what January 1st looks like? And if you mm-hmm. had, kind of how did you help them bridge that gap and yeah. say, let's get to that point? Perfect question. So, you know, when we get into the transition conversation, you know, the first thing I like to say is, okay, what does that next phase look like? Do you sit on other boards, right? Do you volunteer? Mm -hmm. Do you give back to the community? Do you, you know, what are your passions, right? Mm -hmm. Do you have a bucket list? I can keep going, right? And I brainstorm for them to put their ideas down from their brain to paper. Mm -hmm. And that's like goal planning. And we put some goals together. I always say, you know, timing and planning is everything. You know, and the worst thing that can happen is people reach out to family advisors two months before they retire, mm-hmm. right? You need a little more time yeah, than that. That's not enough right? time at all, right? I actually think the wise thing to do is three to five years is actually the right planning process, not just to find, right? And we're going to get into this in later podcasts, finding the right candidate, mm-hmm. either family or non-family member to take over yep. in the succession planning process. But for purposes of really the transition plan is to do some brainstorming of what are the passions of that leader. Some of family-owned businesses and CEOs have been in this position for 20, 30 years. They're institutionalized. Mm -hmm. So it's a fun activity. It's a fun exercise. It's a little scary. But if it's done early enough and you really put this plan together, it changes the whole scope of the process. Totally does. Absolutely. So, you know, another area that we discuss, Matt, is our secession, you know, our um, actually strategic roadmap, right? Yeah. So how can we link this first phase here to the strategic roadmap? Yeah, great question, Tim. So when we get into the strategic roadmap and we start getting into what is the family's mission, vision, and values or the business's, right, mm-hmm. mission, vision, and values, When we start thinking about, you know, a CEO or an owner transitioning the business to either a family member, the next generation, or a sibling, or to a non-family member, you really want to make sure you have a foundational setting of what I call the compass to move the organization and the family forward. So, you know, what is the mission? What is the values? What is, you know, what do you want to be in the next phase of, of this process? And what are the goals that you want to accomplish to actually transition and change your role. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things is we talked about growing the business, operating efficiency, and that's very important to set up the next generation from going to entrepreneurial to durability. It's a a phase that we talk about in business. Yep, yep, yep. But I'm thinking people development. And again, it's it's the person who's going to be transitioning. What What does it look like for them? What does the bench strength look like? Who are you selecting in this process? So when you start thinking about the transition process, how it's linked to the strategic roadmap is very much what are the goals what do you need to do to set up the business for the future what are the operating efficiencies that you need to put in place to be successful i always say you know when you're an owner of the business and we talked about this in the past how many hats do you actually right wear? i mean it could be multiple hats right that someone I, wears. I always say when i talk to my clients if you're looking to exit the business because you work from rise up to fall down how many hats do you wear and it's not a one-for-one replacement. Mm-hmm. So how many people do you need to replace yourself with? Mm-hmm. If you're an entrepreneurial small business, not only are you the owner, the CEO, but you can also be the CFO, yep. the controller. HR manager. HR. Whatever, right, exactly. And you keep going, yep. right? So that's a really critical piece. Also, when it gets into another piece here that is not truly linked to the strategic roadmap, 
But this is why you want to start early enough. If you're looking not to sell the business and, and transitioning it over, how much do you have for retirement? Mm -hmm. A lot of times family business owners actually, right, and this is a, a stat here, family business owners, small family business owners actually only have about $40,000 saved for retirement. Wow. Because the rest of the money is actually tied into the business. Makes Inventory, sense. real estate, yep. constantly reinvesting. Yep, yep. So it's very scary at times where they want to transition, but they can't. That's that is that's a that's a position we don't want anyone to ever be in. This is why I say three to five years is a great opportunity because you can get your house in order. Hey, that makes sense to me. Hey, Matt, thank you so much for the useful information as always. And thank you for listening to Generations in Family Business, Past, Present, and Future as part of the Eisner Amper podcast series. If you have any questions or there's a topic you'd like us to cover, email us at contact at eisneramper.com. Visit eisneramper.com for more information on this and a host of other topics. We look forward to have you listen in on our next Eisner Amper podcast.